Welcome to the Rob and Kale Podcast. Rob Sanders. Some would be entertained by it. Some would be horrified by Kale it. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. All would be interested in it. The Rob and Kale Podcast. And welcome in to the Rob and Kale Podcast. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. We've got a great program planned for you. We're going to look at some projections. We're also going to talk about... Uh, People that leave programs and cry afterwards. We'll talk about that. Jackpot has thoughts on, I believe. Correct. We're talking about people that better themselves today, but. Okay. Put put themselves Uh, in a position to better themselves, I should say. Right. Better themselves yet, but people have already bettered themselves by making a move. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I mean, if you truly believe that, then you're dumber than a bag of hammers. But Jackpot uh, yeah, does have uh, an interesting uh, yeah. take on uh, Deion Sanders that he promised me that we needed to get into in a little bit. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, what else do we have tonight, Jackpot? I can't remember. Oh, uh, a couple of updates. A couple of updates for you. And being that I am the most giving person on this podcast, I mean, I, I am truly here for the people. I mean, we, we, you know, we talk about jackpot could probably run for mayor, uh, but I am the one that has a heart for a lot of you. And uh, just for that, I've got some stuff. I'm going to make your life a lot easier tomorrow during the NFL draft. We'll get to that momentarily. Let's thank our sponsors first, Callaway's Bar and Grill out in West Columbia, Highway 1 Diagonal from the Walmart. Uh, we're going to do a show there eventually. They do sponsor our... Football Challenge, which is uh, one of the best contests in the world, the entire world, Jackpot. And we've also got uh, Dennis Wilson from BNC Trucking and Transport, who sent me a video today asking me if this was Jackpot. And, you know, I'm going to share this with you after Jackpot tells me uh, the story from DNC Trucking and Transport. I'm going to share with you a video that uh, was sent to me today by Dennis Wilson. He thought it was you. I was like, I don't know if that's Kale or not, but hey, Jackpot, tell us a story, bud. All right. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> Sucks to be a Gamecock. Congrats to my team on holding on to a top six ranking for a couple of days and recruiting in April. We are turning the corner, raising total hell over a team that might go seven and five. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. <laughs> that message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. Uh, you know, I've got um, I got to play this video that he sent me. Hold on, Jackpot. I'm bringing it up right now. Let's see if I can. Let's see here. He sent this to me earlier. Let me see if I can get it loaded here. Oh, there it is. All right, so I'm going to play this video for you here. I, I don't think it's Jackpot, but I promised him that I would uh, at least show it here. So let's see here. We'll go here. All right, so Jackpot, is this you, sir? The hell? <laughs> what the hell is it? It's uh, you, you can't see that. Come on, man. Hold on. Let me see if I can make it bigger here. Full screen layout. There, there you go. So apparently this gentleman's trying to get it in there at some event. And uh, is that a Dennis real? Wilson, that's real. 
Is it is a no, that's that's a that's a that's a woman and apparently some some dude wearing a Stefan Gilmore jersey there. And uh, our clothes on. I mean, what you know? Well, I mean, uh, maybe maybe he doesn't want to show off the dong there to everybody. I don't know. No. I mean, so is that or is that not you, sir? Is that or is that not you? That's not me. No. (laughs) Okay. Well, hey. there you go, Dennis. He said it was not him because the only thing that Dennis said to me was that is F and Kale Hall. I mean, well, there's the right there. one. So, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, come on, man. You go actually put that toupee on. You know, you want to go out and, and look good, right? You go to them Gamecock events, you got to have one of those rooster tail things, right? <laughs> I suppose. That's, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Very seldom do we get killed. It'll just be like, what in the fuck? But <laughs> Brock says it could be Jackpot Jr., like father, like son. Hmm. Uh, no, 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 it might be. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get into uh, some of our stuff this evening. First of all, um, I put something out there a couple days ago that. Uh, we were talking about Gamecock recruiting, and they're all oh, we're number six in the country. And I said, You're not gonna finish sixth. And yeah, by the we, way, we may it's finish higher. April. It's April. And it, we it haven't even gone. Ma- it doesn't matter. I mean, we're recruiting. Right. If you're looking at the trajectory right now, what how many commitments do we yeah. have right now? Nine, well, ten. Sir, sir, slow down a second. No, in three no, days, the trajectory is going down. So you were how's it going down? You were sixth. Now you're ranked seventh. That means that you're going down. Okay, you're not why? Really because up. one of the teams above us. Six. Good. Yeah. Good. Clemson, yeah. Clemson didn't have anything to do with yeah. it. Um, spin, yeah. Spin it. Spin it to Clemson. You know who jumped ahead of you? Florida State. Who? Live with that, sir. Live with that. You'll finish behind them too. Uh, so right that I'm down. Willing, I'm willing to bet you we don't. I'm willing to bet you will. Look at Mr. Boogie. He's got to. He's got to get in there. With that I'm, I'm willing to bet you they finish behind. You'll finish that, behind because they're those are one of those teams. They have they have tons of decommitments. They're not going to finish where they're at. They're not going to have a successful season. Uh, sure. Not by the standards that people are yeah. trying to judge them on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, okay. that, that'll well, happen I mean, that way. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to finish behind them. You're going to finish behind Clemson. You'll finish behind uh, I'm, Alabama. I'm willing to bet you all I'm those to bet teams that are behind them. I'm willing to bet you a crisp fifty. I don't do this. A crisp fifty dollar bill right now here on April the twenty sixth or whatever the hell it is, uh, day of uh, uh, Wednesday, twenty twenty three. Uh, the Gamecocks finish ahead of you this year. And you finish against ahead of, ahead of Clemson. Yes, finish ahead of you okay. and finish hot at least sixth or better. Okay, so let's make sure we have it on record here. You're going to finish sixth or better in the two four seven sports composite, not the fucking daily Gamecock or the Suckcock. I don't or think the daily fucking Gamecock does uh, recruiting. Reports. But that, I know how There's I no know how you do daily Gamecock. Uh, about the yes, Spurs the daily no, game. No sir, fine, no fine sir. The daily Gamecock is the, the Gamecock newspaper. Why? Why is it that I know more about your school than you do? The daily Gamecock is the student newspaper for South Carolina. I hate to educate you on I, they, So they report on football recruiting? <laughs> yes, they do. 
They've got people that are there for every press conference and everything else. They okay. absolutely do. Now, on the other hand, it has to be the 247 sports composite, not some fucking bullshit. If you want to go that route, I'll take that that's bet. The only one, that's the only composite. one I ever checked. How about that? Okay, but sir, um, last year you were talking about rivals. I'm subscribed to the Gamecocks 24-7. Sorry. Oh, God damn. So fine. there you go. Rivals? So, okay, fine. So 247 sports. And you're going to finish ahead of Clemson. I will take that bet, sir. I'm glad that you're making some bet with me because I've uh, tried to bet you on the game straight up, and you wouldn't do it. No, I'm not doing that because I'm not taking your not take. I, number one, I don't want to take your money. Number two, um, on but the you'll take my money on the recruiting chance that we get upset. <laughs> you're not getting upset. You're going to be at least a ten point dog at home. That's that's the most retarded. Oh, never mind. That's the dumbest shit I've heard all day. But congrats. well, uh, that's yeah. not the dumbest thing you've heard all day. I, I'm, apparently, I'm only one of the few people who uh, hit you with facts, sir. Oh, uh, well, teams that are how's that a fact when it's more than seven months when's, away? When's when's the last time? I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm telling you're you. Down. No, you're not trending up. No. You're not trending up. You're you're trending down. You were sixth in recruiting on Sunday. Now you're seventh. You're trending down. That's what we're going with. Okay. What are you going to say in a couple of days when somebody decommits from one of the schools ahead of us and they put themselves back out there open for recruitment? And you say, oh, well, the Gamecocks went moved back up. To I'm going to tell you the same again. thing that I told you on Sunday is that it's April and no one gives a shit. That's what I'm going to tell Mike you. Up, Mike Epps over in the comment section. <laughs> um, hey, I loved you as Day Day, by the way. Um, and I know that you, uh, watching the show and I appreciate that you should be. How's Pinky doing? Anyway, he says, Rob, it's true. Clemson's not recruiting well enough to make the playoffs. That's true. And, um, uh, that's about to be a 12 team playoff. So top 12 in the nation. You're not recruiting yeah. well enough to be top 12. Well, sad. Uh, I mean, it's sad how far it's fallen the past few years. It's April jackpot. It's April. <laughs> April. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You guys are so new to this. It's April, and that means things that things things could get better or they could get worse. Yeah, it could get a lot worse. By the way, there are. I, I want to give you a chance to address this because once again, you need to correct your fan base. Uh, people are saying that uh, your program's gone to shit because your four string quarterback transferred. What the fuck, Jack? Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we're going to be able to overcome that. Uh, the yeah. you know, the loss of a young man who never saw the field hasn't saw the field for one varsity snap. Period. Yeah. And good I luck. Mean, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that, that this is one. This is not one like the Gunner Stockton decommitment that I said. <laughs> I hope he goes and has a shitty career because he screwed us over. I mean, this kid just I I guess it just wasn't quite good enough to really crack the depth chart. He's not. Obviously, he's not good enough to be the backup right now. He's not that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I understandable. I mean, Spencer Rattler's uber talented, and this uh, and uh, young Herc is just—I mean, he's off the charts. Good. Yeah. I I, I just laugh when I young read that. Irk. I that's was what, like, that's my nickname for Lenore Sanders, Young Herc. Lenora Sellers? Is that is that who you're talking about? Or uh, yeah, my glasses, young Irk. Young Irk. Okay, fair enough. Uh <laughs> so we got let's young see, Irk and Rudy Bob 
down there running around on that. Running I, that I, think, I don't think Elijah's trolling. He says, Rob, serious questions. Are, are kids still buying what Dabo is selling? Well, no. Dabo Sweeney's recruiting class finished 11th in the country last year. They finished the year before that. I'm looking at it right now. So they finished what? They finished 10th the year before. So they're consistently in the top 10. The question is, uh, why is it that other programs that are supposedly trending up, why can't they get these kids to come there? I think that the thing is, is that there's a great section of people led by folks like Jackpot and our buddy Comrade, who's talking about people are tired of Dabo shit. Well, tired of Dabo shit and still finishing in the top 10. Maybe you should check your own coaching staff and think, why can't we get guys to come here like Sweeney gets guys to go there? Unless you don't think that having a top 10 recruiting class is really worthwhile. Just saying. You done? I mean, I hate to bring the facts. How many national championships has Dabo won the past six years? Two. (laughs) And... Who did South Carolina have two years ago for a uh, head coach? Will Muschamp. Yeah, and, and uh, you're, you're losing to them in recruiting right now and on the field. I mean, I think it's, it's tremendous April, turnaround. It's April, it's unreal. It's April, yeah, I know. And in uh, November, you lost. And in this next November, you're probably going to lose again. Well, we're not losing again in November. Bulldog1776, thank you for the $10 super chat. Thank you for the $10. For giving us content. Mr. Boogie is going to the Comrade School of Fuckery. He says, we all see it. Clemson's on a downward spiral. Yeah, they're getting top 10 recruiting classes. Bum, 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 not, bum, not right bum. now, they ain't. Do you want to address the Deion Sanders stuff? Uh, someone well, says that well, here's uh, Coach- my thing. I mean, what's he, he's had 50, like 52 players to leave so far. Yeah. In and- fairness, they were shitty. So What's that? In fairness, the 52 players he had were probably really shitty. Colorado was terrible last year. Yeah, my thing is, do you think that he did his due diligence before he ran all of them off? And, I mean, what's he going to be left with? I mean, his, his team's going to be fucking horrible. Uh, and there's well, just no way around it. There's no way around it. He's not going to win more. If they wins more than three games, I'd be shocked. You know, I, I don't know if he thought that that many kids would leave. Uh, but I think uh, he, he's, he not, he's, not, he's, not, he's yeah. not motivating anybody. And I'm not, you know, I'm kind of old school myself in a lot of, you know, like with coaching and, you know, like with, you know, the I think there's too much leeway there in the portal and, you know, a little bit too much leeway in the NIL. So I don't think it's all necessarily bad, but I do think that um, that kids get a little bit too much say in the way things are run versus the way the coaching staff does. So old school in that. But even even this approach is is kind of I just think it's a little bit insane. This 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 drill sergeant type uh bullshit and we're you know nobody's gonna want to come play for you. They're, they're just not. I mean once you start winning three games a year and, and they see this not working, I mean this is gonna flame out faster than shit. Someone made a reference today online. I wish I could give them credit, but they said he seems like uh, he is as strict as Frank Martin was with his players at South Carolina, getting up in their face and stuff like that. I don't know. Like I like Coach Martin, but 
I don't know. I mean, the whole thing where he doesn't like them wearing flats, like, you know, like sandals when they're walking around campus, they're fucking college kids for God's sake. Yeah. They can't wear sandals to class. What the hell? That I don't like stuff like that. I don't agree with. I mean, they're going to wear that. They're going to wear their AirPods. I mean, you just can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, we're not in the military and you can't, you can't just revoke all that stuff and, and expect, um, expect him to abide by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the some of the some of his stuff, like what he was talking about when he was handing out jersey numbers. When he said, you know, one of the numbers was retired, so they couldn't have that. I was talking about zero through nine. He's like, and we're not wearing number zero. He said, none of y'all is wearing zero. He said, why would you want to be a zero? I get that. I think that makes sense. I've always I thought that was stupid ever since I started allowing it. Um, Maybe there, there's little things, but on the other hand, it's like. I kind of agree with what you're saying there. You're, you're catering to a young generation that they may think it's cool. Hey, I'm going to go play for coach prime right now. But the big thing is, is, is he going to be able to keep those guys, whoever he gets for next season? That's going to be the big thing. Cause it may be, no one wants to go there. You know? May end up that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who, I mean, I don't think anybody really want, much wanted to go there uh, to begin with. I mean, given the climate, I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's probably a, a beautiful place, um, but given the climate um, and their uh, place in the world of college football, obviously nobody good is wanting to go there. And to that point, uh, I think the last coach and his staff weren't very good recruiters. I've seen that. Uh, lady somewhere, but uh, let me read Dustin's comment here. He says he's from Colorado but lives in South Carolina now. People forget that Colorado is liberal and the kids are soft. College kids in Colorado want peace, love, and weed. Period, point blank. His approach is stupid. I mean, I haven't lived in Colorado, so I don't know. But well, I, I mean, to that point, though, how many, player, how many players, once he gets all of his people, once he gets all that Louis unpacked yeah. so to speak and gets you know what i'm talking about there yeah and he gets it all that luggage he's talking about he's bringing in his luggage and it's louis once he gets all the louis unpacked i mean how much of it is actually going to be from the state of colorado probably not much mm -hmm. and and to that point i mean it, it's liberal in uh Washington State and Oregon and uh, California as well. But I think it's liberal in Florida. There's liberal spots in Florida too. So, well, those, yeah, but more so those, those states, all of them have winning football programs. So, Big Barney Ross, thank you for the $20, says Deion Sanders' role model growing up was basketball coach Bobby Knight. Okay, terrific. I wonder, I mean, Bobby Knight literally walked into a into a bathroom, grabbed some toilet paper, wiped his ass with it, walked back out on the court with his pants around his ankles, held the toilet paper in front of his team, and said, this is what you're playing like. Bobby Knight actually did that. <laughs> Jackpot's over there laughing. Well, he got their attention. <laughs> he did that. Where did he do that at? At Indiana? Indiana, Indiana yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bobby Knight was batshit. But look, I, I think my favorite Bobby Knight story was he Sounds was coaching. Like he was shit in the hand. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite Bobby Knight story was uh, he he coached the Olympic team 
that had uh that was like right after the russians won their thing against um um you know whatever and uh, he he wanted to coach with the olympic team i think it was it was the olympic team that michael jordan was on and he had michael jordan and charles i mean they had like uh it was the team i think before the dream team or something i can't remember but either way michael jordan's on the team and michael jordan's the best player on the team right and michael jordan goes out in like the first half of a game and scores 20 points on 10 of like or 8 of 8 of 9 shooting some i mean just had a perfect half five steals just a beautiful half of basketball we get it he played great let's yeah let's so here's the thing they come into the they come into the locker room and bobby knight's losing his shit and he's yelling at everybody right and you know he blah 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 bitches and he looks at jordan and goes you know what, motherfucker? You better start screening better or your ass is going to be on the bench. <laughs> yeah, you better throw better picks there, Michael Jordan. You're, you had scored 20 points on eight of nine shooting, but you better set good goddamn screens. <laughs> no one was safe. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go with that. <laughs> oh. So, anyway, Bobby Knight was different. Uh, Brock says Dion acts like a drill sergeant, but let's be honest, Dion wouldn't make it through basics. Mm, okay, very good, sir. Appreciate that. All right, so jackpot. Know, he's, got... he's 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 lost it, kind of. So I well, mean, I mean I he lost one of his toes, so he can't really run anymore. I don't think he can do much of anything right now. So Dion Sanders lost a toe. He had to have one of his toes cut off for something that happened to it. I don't know. Yeah, he had to have his toe cut off. Uh, before, okay, before he was at Jackson State coaching that team, what, what, where did he? Okay, in between Dallas Cowboys or whatever and Vinton and Point Jackson State, what was he doing? Um, I don't know. I think he was coaching like some high school kids or something. I don't know. Okay, I have to look that up. I really don't know. He has, yeah, he's lost two toes and he, he can't, he, even in his own words, he can't get out there and run like he used to. <clears throat> so well, I'm still, I will always appreciate what he did at Clemson back in 1988 when he, uh, of course you would, when he pointed at the, you know, pointed at the whole team and the whole sideline, <laughs> told him, I'm taking it back. And he did. He did. He was a hell of a player. They, and then they were, like they were throwing things at him too, throwing oranges or something at him on the field, which which is par for the course up there. Those hillbillies, and they they were even worse back then. I mean, it's it's been reformed a little bit. I mean, that folks have tried tried to clean it up, but back then, I mean, there was no they they relished in it. And, um, hillbillies throw. Um, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna, the first time I've ever seen an orange. Uh, I'm I'm not even going to get into that nonsense. Most when haven't you, been to the grocery you, store. You play in a shithole where meth heads are everywhere. But uh, I have ACC projections. These are from 247 Sports. They went team by team jackpot. I'm going to go through these quickly here. Uh, high or low, they've got Syracuse at four wins. You talked about this the other night. Four there, wins. Here we go. Get again. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, isn't their quarterback get Garrett Schrader? Is he back again this year? I think he is. Um, uh, I don't know. I have to check on that. I, I haven't done my interviewing him Syracuse. during the spring. The, their spring game was uh, yeah, was on uh, 
think it was last Friday, maybe Friday evening. I saw it. Um, mm -hmm. They were in the dome there, um, chucking it around a little bit. Uh, they interviewed him. I don't know if he's. I think he's still there. Maybe that has been hurt. He wasn't playing. I know that. Yeah. So are you going over? I'm going over. I think they'll do better than four and eight. Uh, <clears throat> let me look at Syracuse's schedule that you sent. Me I got here. it. I got it for you here. It's uh, they've got. I know, I read. Let me look. Oh, Three. okay. I was just trying to help you. I got you. Um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, they got them losing at Purdue. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that that's a guaranteed loss. Why would it be? Purdue has brand new coach, new system, got a new quarterback coming in. Um, Army win. Clemson loss. Okay, well, maybe not. Um, at Virginia Tech, they've got that as a loss. Why? I mean, what Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech, they have that as a loss. I don't know that that's um, necessarily true. I, I heard somewhere too uh, that Army is uh, going to be running like a spread offense or something next year. You heard yeah, that? That's, I, I, that that's true. Army's going to win two games. Well, they outlawed that they, they did something uh, with the chop blocks where uh, they made the chop blocks illegal. Mm. I heard that on the uh, Cover 3 podcast. So they said they're running a, an offense similar to what Coastal Carolina was running. Mm. We'll see. I mean, they have the same head coach there, though. So that's mm -hmm. just – that's kind of – that's kind of crazy to see, but all right. Next team on the list is Boston College. They got them at five and seven. Well, I got they're the overrated. Yep. Thank you, Big Body Ross. They are overrated. I think they finished better than five and seven, though. Um, they've got them losing on the road at Army. I don't see that happening. They lost at UConn last year, so I don't think they go to, to Army and lose. Uh, they've mm -hmm. also got them losing at Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech is racking up some wins here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not so sure about that. They got them winning the revenge game against UConn. They got them losing at Syracuse. When This one looks – they have them losing at home to Miami. And I'm not totally sold on that either. Yep. I think they probably finished about 6-6. Six and six. They, they normally do. That's normally about where they hit. All right. Georgia Tech, they have them at 5-7. and seven. Eh, yeah. that's that's probably about that's probably about right. They they have them winning ACC games at home against Boston College, um, on the road at UVA, and at home against Syracuse. Um, mm, I don't know. I I'm I'm more likely they open up at home with Louisville. I'm more likely like them to win that game and drop maybe uh, one of those other road and uh, maybe drop a game at Virginia later on in the season. The game at Clemson, I, I mean, I don't know. Do we? Is that a loss? I'm not sure. To me, it looks like a 50-50 matchup. It's the way it's panned out the past couple of years. Where'd he go? Uh... Rob just dropped off the face of the earth. Did I drop off the face of the earth? Yeah, I, I hit my power button. Sorry about that. Don't do that. Yeah, um, don't do that. So we're in agreement on Georgia Tech, right? 
Yeah, uh, I think that's probably about right. I think I think the games that they have them there are maybe a little bit scrambled up, but it, the record is probably about right, and that's an improvement for them. So, uh, Pitt, they have them going eight and four. Um, let's see. Oh, Pitt plays Wofford this year. That's interesting. They got a game at home against Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's in the uh, in the uh, Big Twelve now. Um, they haven't be- haven't beaten Cincinnati uh, at West Virginia. They have that as a loss. I'm not so sure about that. Um, West by West- Virginia. What's that? I said West by God, Virginia. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so, so sold on that. Uh, I don't know. This looks like they haven't beaten Florida State. I definitely agree with that. Uh, but have them losing on the road at Duke. Uh, I'm not so sure about that one. I don't know what Duke's going to have. I know the first game of the season, Duke will probably, probably do pretty well. Mm. Um. These are from uh, Brad Crawford at 247 Sports there, Twisted Rooster. Yeah. All right, Wake Forest, they have them at 6-6. Six and six. Wake Forest is going to finish better than 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, I'm losing at home to Vanderbilt. I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. I mean, why would you – I mean, I mean, on, based on what? Didn't they, didn't they boat – I'm pretty sure they boat raced Vanderbilt last year on the road, and I don't think Sam Hartman played in that game. Right. That The, the, the thing is is that Dave Clawson is a smart coach, and he makes a lot of fans feel dumb, even his own fan base. So he, they don't get the, the support from the outside when it comes to rankings and stuff like this. Um, well, he's not going to be, be stupid. He's not going to have no quarterback next year. And I'm pretty sure no. Sam Hartman didn't play against Vandy last year, and they boat right. raced him. Now, I'm not beating the SEC drum here or nothing, but I mean that's not. It just that doesn't make logic. They beat him like 41 to 10 or something. That doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. Well, I'm in the camp of they're going to finish better than that. So, um, up next is Virginia Tech. Remember when Virginia Tech was good? That was such a long time ago. Yeah, they're they're projected, uh, to, hit the they're projected to go three and nine. Look at this guy. If you see that this picture, this guy um, that's just crawled out from the uh, Hokie Stone Tunnel there, this head coach. I mean, this if you look at the picture of him, man, this guy just looks like he crawled out from the dumpster. Yeah. What, what's his damn name? Uh, I mean, Brent. Pry. I don't even know what his name is. What What is his name? Brent Pry. Brent Pry. It's like a wet fart. Three and nine. If he finishes three and nine this year, they're going to fire him. Uh, he'll be gone. They're playing. They're playing at home against Purdue. They have that as a loss. They have them. They're playing at Rutgers. I'd like to go to that game. Um, they have that as a loss, but at Marshall as a win. So I don't know. Is is at Rutgers a tougher tougher than at Marshall? Well, you've you've been to Rutgers. Tell us about it. You said it was it well. It was, was packed been... for that Friday night game, um, right? So I've seen Marshall. Marshall's they don't sell their stadium out, so I could see that they have them winning at home against Old Dominion, and I'm not so sure on that. I mean, they they lose to Old Dominion a lot. Um, have them win an ACC game against Syracuse. 
And um, that's it. Syracuse yep. at home. Uh, they have them losing average. I don't. I don't know. I think they finished better than three and nine. I just don't see that. Bo Hunting says I was a homeschooler. That's why I'm so mean. Yeah, probably. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers. They've got them going three and nine, but they've got them winning over Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Okay. I don't know. That could be really shitty, in my opinion. Yeah, they have them losing at home to James Madison. That's that's they they go on the road. They have a, they got a pretty tough schedule. I mean, outside they do they play they play Tennessee, James Madison. No, those neither. That's both, but those 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 are tough games, and they're at Maryland. I mean, that's pretty tough. I mean, for non-conference, I mean, you're playing three. You're not playing any FCS teams. Mm. Well, they do play William and Mary. I'm sorry. That's still kind of tough. Yeah, I think they drop all those games. They might. That's probably about right. I'm uh, I'm kind of with you on that. We'll see how that goes. Next one is Louisville. They got them at seven and five. Jeff Brom going home, baby. Jeff Brom going home to okay, coach they got, at Louisville. Murray State. They play. They play Indiana um, in a non-conference game. That's interesting. How come the other Power Five team in the state of Kentucky can't play a Power Five team other than Louisville? Hmm. Well, because Kentucky's a shithole and they put all their money into John Calipari, who cheats on the regular. So, are you going over or under on the seven and five? Um, I don't know. I, I, it seems about right to me. Yeah, probably. They have them losing to Kentucky at home. Uh, why do they, they? They just shoehorn that in there every year. If that's going to happen, I'm not sold on that. Um, I'm not sold on Kentucky at all. Uh, they don't yeah. play Clemson anymore. They, I don't know why that is. Um, well, that's that's the new schedule format. There's no divisions anymore, so yeah, you know, so, well, that's not fair because they didn't get a chance to finally break that string, you know. Uh, Louisville and um. Louisville entered the ACC the same year that Texas A&M entered the SEC, and South Carolina finally broke their string against Texas A&M, and them Louisville still hasn't done it against Clemson. Uh, the comrade says Duke beats Clemson in week one. I've asked him to bet with me on that. He won't. I've asked him to bet with me about uh, Clemson or Clemson losing to South Carolina, and he won't. Basic. He doesn't want to take your money just like me. That's fucking stupid. It's basic. You are basic Ken doll bitches. He needs. He works for the state. You have no confidence in your team. No confidence in your team. It's okay. I wouldn't have any confidence in that shithole either. Uh, NC State at seven and five. Over or under, sir? NC State at seven and five. Let's Mm -hmm. look here. NC State schedule. Um, we're on the road at UConn. When uh, Notre Dame lost, I, I like the way too they just shoehorn everybody into having a loss against Notre Dame. I mean, are, are they supposed to be a juggernaut this coming season? I mean, whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's always a lot of love for Notre Dame. They do always finish in the top twelve. So now, as long as they beat Clemson, I'm good with it. But I think they'll drop a game. They'll they'll shift to bed against somebody. Uh, they did last year. 
early on. If they hadn't shit to bed those two games, they could have been, um, you know, we could have been talking about playoff contention, except for the, say for the loss against Southern Cal. Um, at Virginia, they got a win, they got a win in Louisville. They have them losing on the road at Duke. Maybe. I mean, uh, Clemson, they have them losing that game. Not so sure about that. Um, Miami's- so, under under your logic, you've said that Clemson's going to lose uh, pretty much every team that's, that we've gone through so far. So, I guess you've got Clemson going. I like didn't say eight. they were going to lose. Wouldn't I say they were going to lose? I said not so sure about that. Oh, oh okay. All right. So, you're basic on that. Very not, not, not so like sure about that. So. That's yeah, well, probably about right. Uh, Duke, they've got it seven and five. Everybody's in love with Duke right now. Uh, well, I mean, they had a good season last year. They returned a lot of production. It's probably about right. Um, who's there? Let's look at their schedule real quick. Oh, crap. I've got it here. Uh, Clemson, Louisiana Lafayette, Northwestern, at UConn, Notre Dame, NC State, Florida State on the road, Louisville on the road, Wake Forest, at North Carolina, and at Virginia, and then uh, Pittsburgh at home. Okay, let's see. I think they go. I think they. Here's how I think they go. I think they go one and zero, two and zero, three and zero, four and zero, four and one. They go four and two, four and three, five and three. I think they win at Louisville. Uh, Wake Forest, six and three at UNC, six and four, seven and four. So, yeah, seven five looks about right. Miami, they've got it eight and four. Okay. What's so. Miami, uh, Miami of Ohio, Texas A&M. They've got them losing to Texas A&M. They've got them winning over Bethune-Cookman, a win at Temple, a win over Georgia I Tech. I just love the way that all these national pundit, pundits are just slobbing all over that Texas A&M dingling again. After they, oh, yeah. they had such a promising season last year. Yeah, they, they had a squad full of five-star players, the best squad that uh, – you know, theoretically, money could buy, and they couldn't win but five games. They won five games. They lost yeah. to App State. They lost to the Gamecocks. They they did beat Miami, I think. They beat them like 12 to 7 or something. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, just stop it. Stop trying to shove certain teams down our throat. Yep. Uh, anyway, eight and four with Miami. I, I think that Miami's not going to be that good. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under. They'll probably win six games. Uh, North Carolina, they've got at seven and five. I think this is the final season of Mac Brown, but, uh, Why? they've got, the, he's just, well, I mean, he's, he's old. Have a bad year and leave, or do you think? No, I think, I think he's just going to realize why the fuck do I need this? Why do I need this shit to get? to go six and six and I'm fucking old. I've made more money than I'll ever spend. I could this just sit a, at the house and play golf. All day. Back. You know, it's hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to believe just, you know, it's been almost four years since he was beating Will Muschamp in Charlotte. Yeah. Anyway, they've got him going seven and five with losses to South Carolina, Pitt, right. Miami, 
Georgia Tech, uh, Clemson. Mm, that looks about right. Wait, they've got them losing at Tech? They've got them losing at Georgia Tech. Yeah, I don't think they dropped that game again two years in a row. I'm just reading what he wrote here. Uh, and finally, they've got Clemson at 11-1, 8-0 in the conference. They've got their only loss in the season being to Notre Dame on November the 4th in Death Valley. Uh, well, that's silly. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. You're going to Oh, my God. I think Clemson uh, Clemson's probably in the 10-win phase here. I think they're probably in the 10-win phase. I think... I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they dropped the game at home to Notre Dame, but I think here's the ones I think are dangerous. And this is just me. I think the Duke game is dangerous. You can laugh at me if you want to, but you know Duke came off of a good season. Clemson's going on the road, unproven coordinator at this level. Um, it could be dicey. You never know. Um, Florida State. Wait, I think wait, wait, wait. Is- oh, oh, hold on, hold on, sir. The coordinator was a coordinator in the national championship game last year. Yeah, One he scored seven football playoff points. games. He scored seven not very points. many. He's not overrated. very many teams, sir, scored that many points. He's and you overrated. need to stop he's with so that. Bad. He's so bad. He's, that look, Davo, don't Davo be upset that you've got you've got game, man. You've got Jim Bob Cooter as your fucking offensive coordinator, or whatever the oh, hell his I mean, name is. That Fred Stone looking motherfucker. They let him hold a clipboard and call plays. Your guy right. was sitting over there somewhere sipping on a dirty chai. Dirty chai? God damn the jackpot. Anyway, uh, I'm not buying the whole thing. I haven't seen your comment, but you know what? We don't care. We don't care. So you think that Duke is going to be just awesome, right? That's what I you're thinking. I didn't say they were going to be just awesome. If you'll listen here and stop interrupting me, I'm listening. I said it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a trip up situation. You'll probably win the game, but it's a, it could be it could be dangerous. I think the Florida State game at home could be dangerous. I mean, they're you know, you know, everybody says they might as well move them to the NFC South. They're going to do some fucking great this year, you know. Yet people putting them ranked at number four. Put them ranked at number four. Yet they lost the three toughest games of the season last year and struggled to a win against a terrible Oklahoma team in a bowl game when they were 9-3 and three against them 6-6. Six and six. But it's still, I mean, it still bears watching. Um, Syracuse probably not going to have a problem with them. I think Syracuse is better than 4-8, but you're probably better than that. Um, Wake Forest, I think will still take a step back. Should be all right. Miami's a dump. Uh, at NC State, it's going to be what it always is. That will be a close game. Notre Dame is a – is you know a potential for a loss, but I think you beat them. Uh, Georgia Tech sucks. Uh, North Carolina sucks. Um, and at the Gamecocks, uh, you, you probably drop it, uh, or you could pull an upset. I mean, the potential is there to go twelve and zero if you uh, if you, oh, if you play your cards right. The potential is there to also drop three games. I say um, three games. I say dropping three games is probably about the worst that you'll do. If you drop more games than that, um, they're going to be uh, calling for uh, the next best thing. They're going to be calling for his head on a platter, uh, along with Dabo's for Thanksgiving. The uh, Duke, by but the way, lost. No spoiled ass hillbillies over there 
can't stand to lose a damn game. That's just, you know, we can't. Just, well, we don't we lose very many. Um, um, Duke, by the way, lost to Northwestern in Kansas last year. But, yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be fighting hard against Clemson in the first game of the season. They were um, also undefeated at one point. They won their bowl game. That's better than you, better than you can say. They, they, better than you. Better than okay. you. Sure. Uh, anyway, no, they didn't lose in Northwestern. They lost to Kansas. I'm sorry. They did no, lose. They lost to Kansas. To, they, won, they won their bowl. They, they won the, their bowl game against UCF. You lost your bowl game in the state. Of sure. Florida, so. Yeah. Uh, they also lost to North Carolina and Georgia Tech. So yeah. Dr. Ball over there in the chat saying that Tennessee's gonna beat Georgia. Whatever. That's what we heard last year. That, that we heard that last year, but what was it when Tennessee lost to Georgia? It was it Nobody's was raining. Beat them this year. Wasn't it? They're going to go twelve and zero again. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the excuse? Was that it was raining that day, and that's why they couldn't do anything on offense? Wasn't that what it was? It was raining that day was the excuse, and then against the Gamecocks, the excuse was that we dumped sand on the field to slow down Jalen Hyatt and their other receivers. <laughs> And their their offense and their defense were they couldn't hold hands and sing kumbaya and and Hendon Hooker wanted to pray to the Lord or something before that and a bunch of them didn't want to pray to the Lord so they got in a big fight about that they left their their linebacker Jeremy Banks at home which said you know that would have made all the difference in the world there uh, you know yeah. you, you, we might have only scored we might have only scored fifty six points instead of sixty three if you'd have brought Jeremy well, Banks and you still lost about twenty plus. Well, and South Carolina had something that a lot of teams around the country didn't have, and that is they could they didn't have to play a bunch of zone against Tennessee. They didn't have to do that. They made the the defense very simple. They put their defensive backs on the island. And what did your uh, what did your defensive backs say? Uh, drop, drop your nuts. nuts. So that's um, basically what happened. And they matched up man on man, and they beat Tennessee in the face. And that's how that's how you beat Tennessee in that gimmick offense. You have good defensive so, backs uh, that can be physical, and you're not worth the shit. Beat, South Carolina got beat by thirty to Florida. This is rich. We got the Voltard man over here now um, claiming a moral victory uh, because Florida <laughs> beat South Carolina. There's man, they're, I mean, there's also to a new here's, here's my here's my I favorite jackpot. Lows when they were stuffing money in fast food no, bags this, by this, shitty players. Now we're my, stooping to this low. This is my favorite. Our quarterback tore his ACL. You were down by fucking thirty. It was in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Now they're going to tell us he actually tore it in like the second quarter, but he was limping around on it the whole time. You just didn't see it. That's why I put it. Here's another one. Tennessee still scored 38. (laughs) Didn't they score one of them with two seconds left? I mean, one of them was a garbage touchdown. One of them was a fluke. They they are the they are the shittiest fans ever when it comes to this stuff. They they don't see anything but well, we we lost by twenty five, but we really didn't lose by twenty five. <laughs> they put sand on the field. It was raining in Georgia. <laughs> Glenn with a good comment here. When did Hendon Hooker play defense in that game? Hmm. Hmm. I didn't know he played defensive back, but hmm. I mean, did he throw an interception in that game? Mm, 
<laughs> so I think he did. That. So well, I mean, he played right. defense on that play. Do you want to take uh do you want to take take some Let's calls get, here, Jackpot? Yes. Click the link right. in the description box below. Link is in the description box. I'm gonna put it in the chat room here so you guys can see it there. We'll take calls for a few minutes and we're gonna get out of here. Put it under the chat room over there. Have at it. If you would like to join the program, it's coming um, into 2023 over here on the show. We like it. We were talking about it the other night. It sounds so much better. Um, the clarity of the the clarity and the clarity of the callers, um, of the participants in the show. Is uh, so Dr. Vaughn with another stupid comment. Uh, Dr. Vaughn must be drinking tonight. If Bryce Young went down in a game, would anybody count that really against Bama? I think not. Um, Bryce Young lost what four games I think in his entire career at Alabama. I, I mean, first of all, on that and whatever on that front, man. I mean, it, it with with Tennessee fans, it always goes back to the same thing. You know, uh, it, it it was Peyton should have won the Heisman. Now it's everything Bryce else. Young went down in the game in a particular <laughs> game, and Alabama had lost. Would that count as a loss? Would that really count against Bama? Well, he went down with an injury. He did. He went down with an injury again. And hell, um, Jalen Milrow, the that shittiest quarterback of the spring, uh, uh, according to most. I mean, all they do is talk about Bama's quarterback situation. Hell, he played an entire game against Texas A and M and won it. I mean, so they won games with Bryce Young out. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's funny. Because it's just hilarious. And why? I mean, why are we sitting here whining about it anyway? I thought Joe Milton was supposed to be was supposed to be a seamless transition anyway, and we're sitting here whining about how Hidden Hooker was out. So, you know, Joe Milton all of a sudden's not any good when we lost, right? Yeah, I just I I don't. They make excuses better than anything on the planet. I I I've uh I wonder if we're gonna get uh when we're gonna find out about the. Uh, the violations that have been thrown against them, which hopefully people will see, and it's on record that they they did more did more wrong than what Mizzou did with the rogue tutor taking some tests, and Mizzou completely cooperated with the NCAA, and they got a bowl ban. If the world is correct, Tennessee should have a bow a bowl ban for this for the upcoming season if the NCAA does what they're supposed to do. Now I know there's going to be a section of people well we fired everybody. That doesn't mean that you didn't do it. Why are you trying to penalize the kids that are there? It's not my problem that they were stupid and had stupid parents who sent them to a cheating university. If you make that choice to go there knowing that the NCAA could possibly uh, impose sanctions on them, you're over the age of 18 it's your own fucking fault. It's called a life lesson. Sorry. Um, I don't feel one bit fire, sorry for you. Fireball over in the <laughs> chat says, South Carolina fans, y'all have to admit, y'all were on fire, and we looked very bad in that game. Something was up with our team that wasn't normal. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they got punched <clears throat> in the mouth from the get-go. I mean, right. I'm, not, I'm not being a smartass here, but it's very simple. They got punched in the mouth hard from the get-go. And they just couldn't respond. Well, and that and your defensive backs said point blank, you may beat us. 
You may beat us, but you're not you're not going to beat us in zone. We're not going to play a bitch zone. We're going to line up. We're not going to have this confusion. It's just going to be we're going uh you have to go man up on him, get your guy, drop your nuts. And it worked. That's how you beat them. Simple the only as that. thing that makes me mad about that Tennessee game is that it came uh, a week after uh, that performance against Florida. <clears throat> that was just mm, uh, uh, Devin says. Are you aware there's a there's a new bylaw stating they won't penalize current students? Um, I don't think that's an actual law. I think that's just a comment by someone from the NCAA. There hasn't been anything that's been put out saying that. The problem is, is that you cheated. You cheated. Clemson didn't have the defensive backs, Dr. Ball. Not that South Carolina had. <clears throat> so there's that. <clears throat> but uh, Joe Higashi says, Jackpot, you're lucky that Rattler is staying for this season. He's legit. He's, he's legit. Give him the respect by doing a truffle shuffle. Every TD he gets this season, bro. Uh, I might just do that. I might get my wiener out and shake it in your mom's face every time we score one, too. How about that? Oh, God. That that escalated quickly. We went from talking about... We might do it. Jack I might go knock it on doors. Are you Mama Hagashi? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Devin Hayes says, it's a bylaw that came into effect last summer. Well, you committed the violations before that bylaw was there, so you should still be penalized. You should have a postseason ban. You should have exactly what Mizzou had. Reduction in scholarships shouldn't be anywhere. I mean, what the stuff that you guys admitted to doing was 10 times worse than what Mizzou did. And Mizzou got a ban. You should definitely have a ban, absolute ban. You shouldn't be able to recruit off campus for a year. Doctor Vol says, trying to make South- an example out of you, but they won't." Doctor Vol says, "South Carolina <clears throat> storms the field when they miracle beat Tennessee." Uh, well, I mean, it was a top five win, so yeah. I mean, you guys stormed the field when you beat Alabama, destroyed your own property, uh, dumped it in the river. Yeah, but you're not like Clemson. They storm the field after they lose to South Carolina. Uh, it's a tradition of meeting at the Paul, sir. I know you don't have any tradition, so. No, we don't. No tradition in South Carolina. No. All right, so link is in the bio if you'd like to, uh, and I think I posted in the chat room. Yeah, I'm with you. I've never heard of this bylaw there, Mr. Boogie. I think that's just bullshit. And something, something has to happen to Tennessee. If not, then people should get together and say, you know what? If Tennessee did all this shit that they did, then we should be able to cheat like Tennessee did uh, and, and get away with it because they didn't get anything out of it. Why should we? Sounds like something a good lawyer could do. Why not? So, <clears throat> but they cheated. Most sanctioned program in the SEC in the past 20 years is Tennessee. So, sorry about that. You'd think with all the cheating they did, they'd have won more games, Jackpot. Yeah, those few years, you would have definitely thought so. Hmm. Um, we didn't talk about the uh, talk too much about DJ Ui Ungale here tonight. We oh yeah, put that as part of the title of the show. Uh, uh, let me read the. You may read the comment. I've got the comments here. Let me read the. These are from the Athletic, I believe. I laughed when I read them. On the benching at Notre Dame, this is what he said. 
I got down the field. We just had our biggest drive. I made some good throws and they just pulled me and I had no clue why. I was doing everything that they told me to do. I don't think my offensive coordinator knew either that head coach Dabo Sweeney wanted to make the change. He said, uh, Dabo said, I just want to get a spark. I was pissed. Like, what do you mean a spark? We just had our best drive right there. I'm doing exactly what you're telling me to do. Uh, for Out of context, though, you were throwing the ball to fucking no one. You hit a fucking cheerleader in that game. You were supposed uh, to complete passes. You didn't do that, sir. What game was that in? The Notre Dame game. First of all, no, I think he hit the, the cheerleader at Syracuse, first of all. He did and in the Notre Dame game too. Well, what what was his what was his stat line last year? TD and interception ratio it was like twenty two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Mm, I have to look it up. I don't know. Like he had like twenty yards a game more passing last year than he did in twenty twenty one. I'm looking right now. In twenty twenty one, he was not. He threw nine TDs and had ten picks. So would it be yeah. safe to say that he improved last year? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, what it, what it would be safe to say that through about 10 games, everybody was talking about how much weight he lost and how he was throwing the ball better, his mechanics looked better. And then, you know, uh, thing is, I mean, he so, did all that on his own. I mean, he wasn't, the guy wasn't getting the coaching. He wasn't getting the development that he needed there. Well, I mean, when, 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 uh, his first two games that he played there, he threw for over 400 yards in those games. And what happened? What happened between 2020 and 2021 to cause that drop-off? I mean, was it him? Was it lack of of coaching? Was it lack of development? I mean... I mean, it's interesting that that you put that out there when... Other quarterbacks at Clemson have been developed and have went on to pro. Uh, that's not necessarily true because when Trevor Lawrence was drafted to the Jaguars, I mean, it's been said um, that his mechanics had to be fixed when he got sure. to Jacksonville. That his yeah. mechanics were actually better when he came out of high school uh, than they, he actually regressed. They tried to turn him into a running back uh, at Clemson. And to that point, it worked. Um, you know, given, you know, the, the, the week schedule um, that he played against. I mean, he, he really wasn't challenged. I mean, South Carolina was having a couple of down years. So, you know, you got an easy nine. South Carolina's had a down well, century. But... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, so, I mean, he kind of rolled around a little bit, had some good pieces around him. So the mechanics were kind of off, you know, wasn't getting the development there that he needed. Um, with Watson, um, you know, not sure. I'm not really sure if we had all the measurables at that point. It's been several years ago. Um, but, you know, to that point, I mean, I'm not the only one who said it. It's, there's been a lot of folks that said that, you know, Dabo hiring his cousins. Uh, he was, you know, instead of making the – why didn't he make the Garrett Riley ty- – no, I'm not saying Garrett Riley. I'm talking about when – when he lost Tony Elliott to Virginia, why didn't he make the splash type hire of someone of this sort of caliber at that point in time? Instead, he 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 has to he has like Dabo's like he's got to fuck up um, with a hire to find out. Oh, he's hired the wrong person. Kind of like uh, you know with his offensive coordinator situation there when he had Sun Belt Billy 
uh, coordinating the offense. It was non-existent. So he had to fire him and bring in Chad Morris. And he, and he finds out with the, the defense. He's going to find that out with the defense soon enough, too, that this uh, – whatever this uh, clown's name is that replaced Venables isn't any good. And, and he's going to get fired, too. So he's got, he's got to screw up, and everybody in the world has got to tell him without him seeing it before he finally decides. To, he, 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 he waits too long to make decisions. Okay. Well, I, I you you're you can have your opinion on that, and I could agree with you. We both will be wrong. Um, the reality is, is that he can say uh, Uyunglele can say whatever it is that he wants to say, but he was not the same player. You're right at, as he was his freshman year. Uh, I don't know what exactly happened to him. There's talk that after his parents got divorced. That psychologically, he just wasn't there anymore. Well, here's the thing too about that, I, and and I, you know, <laughs> and I can go back in, in my child. And anybody who uses that as a as an excuse, dude. And I'm not trying to throw shade here, and I don't know about the situation in the world, but dude, if your parents have gotten a divorce, and this is just anybody, if your parents got a divorce, your parents probably didn't like each other very much. Parents probably argued a good bit. Them getting a divorce was, was probably uh, a good thing uh, yeah. for your psyche. I mean, you would think it would be. I think a lot of people use that as an excuse. Oh, my parents got a divorce, and I think it's my fault. So I, uh, I'm i going to go sit in the corner and cry. Now, when my parents got divorced, and I'm, and my mom listens to the show sometimes, and she knows this because I've said before, when my parents got divorced, I mean, I was glad because they – they fought a lot. They fought a lot, and it was stressful to listen to uh, as a kid. So, like, that was probably a good thing, you know, for everybody's sanity. So go on with that bullshit. That's a crappy excuse. <laughs> it, well, I mean, okay. I'm just being real. <clears throat> it's fine. My, my thing on that, though, is that uh, that's some of the stuff that I've heard about that was that it bothered him. I mean, we weren't there. We don't know, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. Joe, Joe, I'm just saying with another intelligent comment over here. He says, bro, that's not fair. Divorce does affect the player, but for him to whine about it in college is kind of weird, but give him some grace. Fred Flintstone. Not sorry. Fred Flintstone had hair. Uh, I do not. He had luxurious dark locks uh, where I have no locks. God damn it. Um, I don't know. He didn't. I think that him going somewhere else was good for him. I really do. And we'll see how that works out for him. That's all I can say on that front. I, I just you know how like, I just said I can't see very good sometimes. Yeah. And I look over here at the comment section, I see things, and it makes me do a double take. And I realize I'm looking at the wrong thing. Harry Legg said uh, here that um, uh, Beavers, talking about Oregon State, Beavers going to throw a wrench in the Pac-12 racist fall. I swear I looked over there and I thought it said Beavers are going to throw a snatch in the Pac-12 <laughs> racist fall. Goddamn. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I, I just think it's weird that you're going to go out and say things uh, after you you leave a program. I mean, if you want to leave, leave. You don't have to. Somebody was asking. Let's let's just be real. They were just asking him those questions. I tried to get a story, and that's what they got. 
Well, you still don't have to do that. You could still show some, uh, I mean, his degrees from Clemson. So, I mean, know, did he not say that school. he appreciated Dabba? <clears throat> he, he, was it all negative? Or he said, no, he I got, said look, let me read you this question. And I want you to picture this in the mind of a Gamecock fan because uh, that would help you a little bit. I didn't want to do what I was doing at South Carolina. That way you can get the vibe over there. I really didn't like what we did there scheme-wise. I didn't think we did very much. I thought it was very basic. It didn't help me out as a quarterback and play to my strengths. I talked to my OC. We've got to fix some stuff. Like We have to do some things that fit me differently. I didn't want to run as much. I got tired of running the ball. My junior year toward the end, I knew I want to get out of here. Yeah, I need to leave and get a fresh start. If he said that about South Carolina, you would be motherfucking him to the end of time. You know that you would. No, I mean, no, because, I mean, all you people did was sit there and bitch and moan and complain about him the entire second half of the season last year. And then he leaves, and then they all, half of them, you know, they're sitting here motherfucking him when he leaves Clemson. Uh, on Facebook, no, and everywhere look, else I the, the majority of the Clemson fans were thank, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Go and do your thing. Hope nobody you do was, the work. Nobody state. was wishing him was wishing him good <laughs> no, luck. I mean, it's just like Nick, Nick Marsingill, our one of our friends on Facebook, was motherfucking him on the way out, and I don't think you should have done that. But the reality no, is, is that no, he wasn't he very lost good. Like four games as a starter. I mean, come on. Uh, it's just, it's, Anyway, it's insane. Uh, totally insane. All that. Uh, all right. Final call for calls. The link's in the uh, show description there if you'd what? like to get on board. Quick, so, the, quick the, uh, real quick here. Uh, Brandon Coon says Shipley's now the best running back in the state since Lloyd transferred from South Carolina. Uh, I feel you there. Um, he is the BBITS currently. I was looking at the USC junior. Um, spring game stats from I think it was this the weekend after ours, no, possibly. Um, and uh, then I went and looked at their roster, and I didn't even think that Marshawn was on the roster, but then I found him. He wears number zero, uh, at USC Junior. Um, but he didn't play in the spring game. He has no there are no stats there recorded for him. Have you heard anything about him? I mean, what what is is he is he soft? Is he hurt again? I mean, well, I mean, I you know he I uh, there's no sense in shitting on the guy because he's gone now. But well, I'm not. But he, I mean, I, no, I but I'm, I'm just saying I don't know. Like I think there was something that maybe he had something going on with him in spring. I don't know, but I I think that uh, you know there's no sense in in throwing shade at these kids when they're leaving, but. To be honest, with the way that he came in and what we thought he was going to be at South Carolina, I mean, his career there was kind of a disappointment. He should have been. It was. I mean, there was talk that he was going to be like an all-conference running back. Remember, they at one point they had him and Tank Bigsby. They thought both of them were coming there, and South Carolina was going to have a hell of a one-two punch. He had one good season, and then it was like, I mean, he got hurt too, but. He got hurt. He got hurt the very first day in 2020 of uh, right. of practice, 
Um, and he missed that whole season. In 2021, he looked okay at times, kind of ginger, I guess. 2022, he started out, he, he was okay. Um, you know, he was best back in the state when he was healthy, um, but he wasn't healthy very often. And I just, there toward the end of the season, when he was hurt with the, quote, quote, deep thigh bruise, um, you know, for one game, yeah, I can accept it. Two, maybe, whatever. But then I heard, I just heard through the great guy, this was after the, uh, this. I think this was after the season it was actually over with. I heard um, from a reputable source that the weekend of the Florida game that him and, uh, and Christian Beal Smith were seen out in the five points drinking at the bars out there when the team was down because they're both injured um, and couldn't go. Um, we're out there sitting in the bar, uh, you know, tossing back some cold ones while the team was down there getting mouth pumped. To me, that's just shitty. I mean, you shouldn't even be out in damn public, to, in my opinion. If you're injured, you're injured. You should be in the tub. You should be rehabbing. You should be in your room with your damn leg up. Or how about this? You should be, uh, you know, watching your team at least, supporting them somehow or another, not out throwing back cold ones at the beer, getting fucked up. Uh, I think that his career at South Carolina was kind of a kind of a disappointment. I I don't I don't I, I did hear that story about him and Beale Smith, but uh, the other thing too is, and nobody really wants to throw this out there, but. He hasn't turned 21 yet, so he's drinking illegally in a bar while his team is getting mouth pumped down there in Florida. You choose Look, to break the law. And let, let, me, let me respond here to Joel Higashi Lagashi before I get rid of this son of a bitch. Because Carolina Jerkpot, <laughs> boo, fat boy. You ever gotten a helmet on the bum? The bum? What the fuck is the bum? Are we in uh, Great Britain here? Uh, year, yes, I played football. I had dislocated thumbs, bruises, everything else. Talk to me about these great running backs in the past. Let's talk about them. Eddie George, Larry Zonka, uh, fucking uh, Archie Griffin, Earl Campbell. How about, how about, Mark, how about Marcus Lattimore? Uh, just, Warwick Dunn. Just, just anybody. Drop, the list goes on and on. Drop Marcus uh, Lattimore. players you think sat out games and games and games for either deep thigh bruise? I don't remember that ever happening. I really don't. How about Marcus Lattimore, sir? Just drop Marcus Lattimore, who was out there tough as nails. Spurrier gave him the ball what thirty Marcus times Lattimore's against Georgia. Hey, that's a lot different than a deep thigh bruise. The, the point is, is that he was tough and still went out there and played. Ryan Brewer was the same way. He was always dealing with some kind of an injury. If you're talking about a Gamecock running backs, but a lot of these guys just are just soft when it comes to that now. You know, so. That's that it's not a lot of them. And, 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 you know, even doctors will tell them, Hey, you're good to go. And they're like, I don't feel like I'm ready. Okay, R says ready. if they were drinking and eating Uts chips, would you let them say, hell no. <laughs> I don't matter. Uh, George Rogers, the best to ever do it for South Carolina. Yeah. I wouldn't let them slide. If they were drinking, eating Uts chips and wearing Gamecock apparel, all things that I like still. No, sir. No. No mas. All right. Well, there you go. Rogers well, was you... a great one. And people don't, I mean, people don't, and, you know, the young folks in today's uh, fan, they don't, they don't know. Uh, great uh, George was. Rogers, go YouTube some of him uh, running the ball at South Carolina in 1978-ish through 1980. 
I mean, he was a freaking horse, man. This was dude was like, how, what was he? he? Was like 230, 240 pounds, which yeah, was. He was special, though, man. He was really absolutely was. huge at the time. I mean, he just ran over people. I mean, and he was fast. So, I mean, he just had a, a rare a rare um, combination for the time. Well, and, and he was, and, and to be fair, we talk about toughness. He was the Gamecock offense. It wasn't any of this bullshit. I mean, it was, we're going to give the ball to Rodgers as many times as we possibly can. Pretty much how they yeah, ran I mean, it. You didn't, throw, you didn't throw the ball then. I mean, you, I yeah. mean, it was rare. I mean, he ran the ball about thirty times a damn game. Yeah. So it's completely different kind of player. I'm looking up. I got there was one stat on him that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here for his college stats at South Carolina. Uh, let's see if we got some games here. But it was like, uh, come on, where are the games at? There was like, okay, so let's see here. Brandon let's says he, that Spurrier was upset with Clowney because he sat out the 2013 game against Kentucky. Yeah, I do. He warmed up with his pads on, I believe, and then he came out in just his uh, his jersey for the game. He was kind of soft that year, too. He was, um, I don't know, something – so the Gamecocks talking in about, he was talking about quit sitting out the 2013 season and just being on the team uh, to protect his draft stock. People actually talked about that. I mean, it was almost as if he sat out the entire season while playing. I mean, he didn't really do much except just hog up. He hogged up blockers uh, was what it was. I double teamed him and so other folks could make plays. Um, the De- Kelsey Quarles and the Devin Taylors and – and all those guys, but um, yeah, he, he in the team. Fake. George Rogers average. He was uh, had two hundred. He had two hundred ninety-seven carries in twelve games. So that's I'm doing trying to figure the math on that. But he averaged six yards a carry, uh, carrying the ball two hundred ninety-seven times. <laughs> Put that like into perspective. Running. I mean. Run defense from 2020 through 22. <laughs> Two, yeah, so he averaged 24 carries a game and got six yards a carry. I mean, what a he was a hell of a player. So can't argue with that about that. All right, Jackpot. You have anything else you want to go over this evening, or we got it? We've aired all of our grievances. We can uh, move on. We've aired them all. Strange that nobody uh, joined uh, the conversation tonight. I think that's a yeah. first time. But I mean, there's a lot of people in here watching. So thank you for showing up and at least watching. Thanks for the super chats. Uh, like, see a few more of those come our way down the pipe in the next few uh, weeks, months, or whatever. It really helps the show keep going. Right. Uh, someone actually uh, sent me, and I had a couple of messages about. Uh, as we get closer to football season, I might, I talked about doing a, a late night show a little bit, maybe doing two or three shows during the week. And uh, that's coming. So be some late night sports talk. If you guys want to get involved with that, stay tuned. It's probably not going to be until I'll probably start at like the end of August last about two weeks before the season starts. And then uh, we'll carry that through the football season. I'll try to do two, three nights a week. 
Jackpot there with Ziggy. What a great way to end the show. Ziggy chilling out there. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, he's not supposed to be up here. Ziggy does whatever the hell he wants. He's crawled up here and went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it as always. And we'll see you later on. Mommy woke up.